Hello and welcome to the Level Up Podcast. I'm your co-host, Cruz Costilla. As John Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. I will be interviewing CEOs, executive team members, and other leaders that are respected in the marketplace so that you can learn from their real-life experiences. Our goal is to help you level up and, more importantly, raise your leadership lid with practical action items that will help you make an even greater impact on the people you lead and the organizations you steward. If you're looking to level up your influence, then this is the podcast for you. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you, everyone, for coming on our Level Up Leadership Podcast. I'm the co-host of our podcast here with TriStar Group, um, and I have a very special guest with me, uh, Manny Diot. Um, and uh, I just want to introduce him and be able to share with you exactly um, some of the things that he's done and, and kind of how you know I know him a little bit as well as uh, some of the uh, businesses and such that he has. And um, Manny, he's the founder and CEO and owner of Ferrari Kid. He's the CEO of Manuel Diaz International Incorporated, owner of All the Way Up Seminars, author of Happiness is a Pair of Shorts, which I do have that book, by the way, with me awesome. right here. Um, <laughs> and you actually signed it whenever I went to your event. And he's also a keynote speaker, trainer, coach, and entrepreneur. Uh, Manny, um, I thank you so much for, uh, like I said, being on our, our podcast and uh, yeah, I'd just like to, uh, I'll let you kind of, uh, kind of share your story, Manny, and, and kind of, um, you know, tell me about yourself and kind of, you know, when did you kind of first start, uh, you know, becoming a leader? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm deeply honored to be on the show. This is a privilege for me. And um, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's funny to see my book because that book's been out for such a long time. You could probably buy it for a dollar on eBay now, but <laughs> but in seriousness, it made a big impact at the time. So yeah, so um, I, we've been friends for a while. I'm, as you know, I'm the chief memory maker and CEO of the Ferrari Kid. And, and really what that was about is I'm a cancer survivor. I'm a childhood cancer survivor. I had, I've had 52 surgeries. I'm completely deaf in my left ear, three hip replacements, three, spent three and a half years in a hospital, a couple years of chemo, 18 months of radiation. I mean, I know what it is to be a sick kid, right? And in the beginning of my career with the Manuel Diaz International and even with the All the Way Up seminars, it's when I was speaking and coaching businesses and how to grow their revenues and really help them maximize their potential. But as there's a difference between kind of cruise success and significance. So in the beginning, you're chasing this thing because I'm young, I'm in my 20s called success. And then later when you find out who you are and your life's purpose, you go through a change, a transformation, and I call it significance. Now I'm not looking for success. We know the formula for success is super easy. If you you um, serve enough people, you'll have everything in life you want, right? You, oh, yeah. you, you're a real estate agent, you sell a house, you deserve a commission. You sell 10 today, you deserve 10, com 10 commissions. So go serve more people. Success is just directly in proportion to the service you render to humanity. But significance when you find your calling. And with the furry kid, I found, found my calling. Like I was wow. a really sick kid. I had my childhood robbed. My mom didn't have any memories, no pictures of me as a child. Like I was doing a project for my senior year in high school. I said, mom, I need some of my pictures. She goes, honey, I threw them all away. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, you're older, you're bald, you're with, with an IV pole, you're in the hospital, you're sick, you're throwing up, you're doing that. I don't have any pictures. I didn't want you to have any of those memories. So now to think 30 years later, 
here I am, 52 years old, running for nine years, the coolest charity on the planet, the Fried Kid, where I'm creating memories of sick kids that their mothers would keep is pretty yeah. um, ironic yeah. in my life, you know? Yeah, that's so awesome. So, yeah, I, uh, and then that kind of... Oh, no, after ahead. you, I talk a lot, so you got to stop me, man. I, I I love to share, so you go no, ahead. I was just going to share with you because um, actually um, our family has had the opportunity, uh, and this is what's unique about and so cool about having this podcast, is I've actually had a chance to, and my family had a chance to experience the Ferrari Kid. Super cool um, organization and nonprofit that you're doing, Manny, because, you know, you're really being able to impact, you know, kids' lives and, and also be able to kind of connect the dots, right, to, um, you know, these patients, right, that are, um, you know, going through such the, probably the most devastating thing in their life, right? Sure. Um, so it was such a great experience to go through that. Um, and actually, what was really cool, and that's how I actually got this book, is I don't know if you remember, um, at the time, I know, I, I think I probably just had met you, so you may or may not remember, but I attended your first Ferrari Kid um, event that you had at your headquarters at the and office. Yeah. Got, yeah, at the office, man, I got your, your autograph <laughs> here and, uh, yeah, it was so cool. Right. And I actually, I knew you, or I, I kind of, uh, met you at a, a, a USANA event. Uh, you actually yep. spoke at an event there. That's kind of how, uh, this happened, but, uh, but yeah. I remember so, Matt, Matt Ryan hired me to come yeah. out there to new Broncos at the embassy suites. I remember That's right. That. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. I was there man. with Dennis Waitley. Yeah. Dr. Dennis, Dennis oh, Waitley was in the backstage with me. Yeah. Oh, man. That was so, so life changing, man. I was just so inspired by you. And uh, even to this day, I'm so, so honored even to be able to speak with you now. Right. Um, oh, so, my honor. Man, that's awesome. What is, what is the best thing that you, you love about leading and influencing people and now kids? Right. Now, now a lot of your influence is, is with children. Right. Yeah, our future leaders. I mean, think about what I'm doing now with children. It's I'm kind of teaching them. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do about it, which is going to serve them well later so they don't feel like they're a victim their whole life of cancer or diabetes or epilepsy or autism or these things that we deal with with the children that we serve. So I think by helping them adjust their attitude, because mindset is everything, um, and how they see situations will serve them well later as they become the leaders of our future. Some of these kids may be presidents, CEOs, they may be lead companies, school districts, you know, police departments, you don't know. So being able to love on them and and teach them that it's not what happens to you, it's what you do about it, it's been super important. And I didn't really, you know, one of the questions you were asking me earlier is, you know, how did I, I think it was like, how did I become a leader? And I didn't really um, look to be a leader. I, I looked to serve people and through serving other people, people wanted to model my behavior or my work ethic or whatever I was doing. And it organically evolved that people were looking at me for inspiration or ideas or creativity. Wow. And, and organically, I just became this leader um, that people wanted to work with and be a part of. So it wasn't like a position I, oh, I'm gonna be a leader. It was, I did the work, I was inspired, I was doing great. People were inspired by that and they followed. And I think good leaders, um, people follow good leaders because they are inspired by a mission or a vision. 
not just right. because they have a role or a title. I don't really believe in too many titles. You know, I'm, I'm a whatever it takes kind of guy, yeah, whether I'm the janitor awesome. or the CEO, I want to do the best job possible. So it just kind of organically evolved that way. And, and then a society, we said, okay, there's a leader, there's another leader. And wow. uh, it's really taking care of people. And who who's like, you know, growing up or even now, like, you know, who would you say is, is really, has been the most influential in your life? Uh, it could be a family member or a friend. Who, who's, who's that person that you saw that was a leader and, and they really just influenced you to who you are today? Yeah, so I'm a Christian today. So God for sure is the ultimate leader. I look for him for examples, inspiration. But on a fleshy, on a flesh here in the world, who do we look at, right? And whether you're a believer or not believer, was the late Zig Ziglar, who was like a father to me. I, wow. I remember Zig saying when I was real young, and I was actually there at his funeral, he was like literally um, a father to me. I remember, wow. and I have it on video. He said, Manny, you can have everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. He told wow. me that when I was seven, I was 17 years old when he told me that. Man, so I, I said, that's, that, oh, me too. I mean, he was like a dad to me. I, I yeah. love that man. I love his son, Tom, and the entire family. Wow. And uh, when wow. he said, that's why I said service leads to success, but not significant. Significant comes with a different mindset. So I said, I'm going to go help as many people as I can so I can help make my dreams come true in service to other people. And that would be really the leader in my life that I really modeled my career after. I mean, there's a lot of amazing gurus in and and speakers and authors, but that's the one that resonated with my soul. I didn't have to go get 10 mentors. I found one that I really loved, admired, and I followed the footsteps in my own unique way. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing. Um, and I do notice that your your book actually has a foreword by Zig Ziglar um, on there. And uh, I didn't know that you actually had a relationship with him that close, uh, which is That's amazing. how I got that. That's how I got the forward truth. It was, it was unbelievable because at the time you have to know in the 80s and 90s, and then I wrote that book in the 90s, that particular one, yeah. um, motivational speakers, Les Brown, Anthony Ryan, we were all wanting stage time. And Zig was the best on the planet. So no one was getting hired more than him. So speakers, young speakers like me would go out and say, Mr. Ziegler, can I have a forward to my book? Because I wanted his name on my cover to sell more copies. And I will never, I'll never forget the day Zig called me because now I've, I've known him a few years. I've been in a relationship with him in terms of meeting him at conventions. And he said, Manny, I got your letter. And I just want you to know I get 400 books a week people asking me to do their, their forewords. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't want it. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. Because for friends like you, we do things differently and I'd be happy to do it. And I wow. I had that phone, I had that, I wish I had that phone message recorded. I, it took chills up my spine with the number one speaker at the time in America wanted to do the forward to my little book, Happiness yeah. is a Pair of Shorts. That's so cool. So wow. it was, it was super cool. What, that's so awesome. Uh, kind of what leads to my next question is, you know, what advice would you actually give someone who, you know, they're they're wanting to be a leader, right? Or they want to influence people. You know, what's your best advice that, that you would say to someone like that? 
Yeah, well, one thing when you're a leader, don't be scared of someone taking your spot, right? Don't be scared to groom people to maximize your potential and be all they can be. I mean, so for one, if you're going to be a leader, don't be be threatened by the talent that you surround yourself around. But the, the best advice I would give about leadership is be willing to do what you ask people to do. Like if if you run a restaurant, be willing to do the dishes, be willing yeah. to cook the food, be willing mm -hmm. to go bust the table, be willing to earn the respect of those around you. So don't lead behind the desk lead oh, yeah. with you don't you, you don't lead a desk you lead people so wow. be among them and be part of them and be willing to roll up your sleeve and do what you're asking them to do i i i learned a lot of lessons that was one of them and the great david kim who owned baja fresh he was the first ceo and undercover boss to pray on national television wow. he bought that company for 30 million dollars sold it for 400 million dollars and i remember when i called david at his office I heard a lot of noise. I said, hey, David, are you in a private office? He goes, oh, no, no. I have a cubicle in the middle of my office so everybody can come see me. I can see them. I want to be accessible to everybody. And I'm willing to pick up the phone and be customer service or take notes or messages for someone else because I want to be able to do what they do and lead by example. And I like, here's a guy who just sold a company for $400 million in a cubicle being a secretary, being a salesman, being customer service, That's doing right. whatever he's asking other people to do. And I respected that tremendously. That, you know, that reminds me of the, I don't know if he's still the CEO, I'm assuming he is, but the CEO of Costco, I've heard stories of how he actually knows every single employee's name when he goes to every Costco and he'll acknowledge you and even has taken a salary cut from, so that way he could have his employees have a higher paying uh you know salaries so um yeah that's uh that's it makes so much yeah, that's, sense that's I mean, unbelievable yeah wow what, what would you no no i no I, I think it's the audio on my part forgive me oh you're good yeah it, it did break up a little bit uh just a moment ago um but i want to make sure i i heard what you said could you just because the last part i heard you talk about was oh, i've just yeah, I was just saying the CEOs, like you watch on Undercover Boss and Undercover Billionaire, when you watch them, they get this, oh my gosh, I wish I would have been in the trenches with my people oh, yeah. to really know what's going on. And they oh, yeah. all seem to make this great commitment after the show. I'm going to spend more time on the front line understanding what everybody's doing so I could lead with what's actually going on, not behind some desk that might not be, that you know, my restaurant or franchise in California is different than New York. And the reason I know that because I'm in those restaurants on a regular basis and I'm not just making decision and not know what's going on in that particular space. So I get inspired by those shows. Man, yeah, I definitely remember when that show came out at first. Um, I was super inspired. I mean, I was really good. I mean, that show came out a long time ago. Um, yeah. But even at that time, I was starting to kind of, you know, wanted to learn about CEOs. So it's definitely influential. Uh, definitely an influential show for me uh, and super cool to, you know, see those, you know, business owners and CEOs and leaders, you know, go into the trenches, right. Yeah. And kind of see that behind the scenes and they really get a chance to have that impact. So um, what, what would you, my next question kind of to go into the next topic here is uh, what would you say it takes to actually be a leader? And maybe some of the things you've already said, but if there's anything you could kind of share, what does it really take to, you know, be a leader? I have certain core values, Cruz. One of them, I think to be a good leader, you have to mix 
being firm with compassion. So there's times you have to be firm. You don't, it's not about everyone liking you. It's about being able to say what needs to be said, but doing it in a way that's loving and compassionate. For example, yeah. when you correct someone, you don't have to shred them to get your point across. You can say it in a way where they receive it and still feel empowered. So I think communication is a big part of being a good leader is communicating effectively, knowing to, you know, maybe change your tone, not necessarily raise your voice. Um, being flexible and adaptable now in this COVID world of, you know, with everything going on in the world today, the, the leaders that are being flexible and adaptive, understanding some employees want to stay home and work from home and that's okay. Some want to come in, that's okay. And being flexible to receive input from their teams, I think is super important. And of course, you know, there's a ton of other words I can share, like sacrifice and commitment and those things. But I sure. think if you really want to be a great leader, it, it's like mastery. The more you do it, the better you get. And it's lifetime learning. I don't think I've ever arrived. I don't say, okay, I'm a great leader today. Therefore, there's no room for improvement. That would be a dying mistake. I'm yeah. always evolving. I'm always reading. I'm always getting employee input. I value what they have to say. They value what I have to say. So I think being a good leader is being, you know, this word servant leader, where we really serve as leaders. And that gets more, gets you closer to your outcome than if you were back there just, you know, yelling at them and trying to make them hit their goals and objectives. And that just doesn't work anymore. Wow. Agreed for sure. We have uh, a few more minutes. I just want to ask one last question so we can sure. close out. Um, but my last question would be is, uh, how's, it, how's the Ferrari kid impacted you as a leader today? Well, it's actually making me a better leader because um, I'm getting to learn so much that I didn't know before. Like the young minds that are around me through the Ferrari kid, the way they think and the way they process and the apps they use and digital and social media and, and these things that I didn't have before that I could use to my advantage that they're teaching me. So even being open to kids giving me input has made me a better leader. But um, but the Ferrari kid has just made me a better human being because I realize how much pain there is in the world and how blessed I am to be able to do what I love on a regular basis. You know, I, I tell my children at night that we have a roof over our head. We have multiple cars to choose from when we walk out that, that door and some people don't. We have options where to eat almost every day and some people don't. So I stay very much, which is, uh, Another sign of leadership uh, of, of gratitude. I stay in gratitude. I'm thankful for what I have as I'm in pursuit of what I want. And to be able to see the young people around me and the furry kid smile in the midst of their storm inspires me to just be a better leader and to go get whatever I need to do and do whatever it takes to make sure that these kids get an epic day and I'm willing to make sure I go make great things happen. So they can have that day. Could you let um, could you let our viewers know also, you know, how if let's say uh, they want to be a volunteer or become involved, um, could you share as well? And um, we can also drop a link in the video um, so that well, way people thank can yeah. yeah, thank you for that. Um, the Fur Kid, almost like on the, my wall back there, the furkid.org is our website. 
It's nice. our Facebook page. It's our Instagram page. We're always posting events that we're having. We're always posting um, volunteer opportunities. Like we have a Halloween event next month at the Ferrari dealership where we're asking the high school students to come out and dressed in costume as we have 500 cars go through there and wow. give away candy. We gave away like 75,000 pieces of candy last year to almost 500 cars. So we always yeah. need help. And, and and then if there's a business that wants to sponsor a kid for the year, it's like $500 to sponsor a kid for multiple experiences year long. And they may say, you know what? I want my company to sponsor a kid or I want my team to be involved and volunteer. There's always something to do and there's always room at the table to help. And we're happy to guide you to which is best for you. That's awesome. Well, I'll definitely, um, like I said, I'm gonna put a link in this video once it gets, uh, you know, posted on YouTube. Um, I'll put your website and any any other links that you have uh, for people to learn, you know, more information about that. Uh, I'll definitely share it with uh, our leaders here with with TriStar, um, which uh, a couple of them are familiar with the Ferrari Kid, and um, I'm definitely gonna give a, a great great word uh, for you and and Ferrari Kid as well. So, uh, man, Manny, I. I appreciate you. Um, any final thoughts, anything you'd like to say before we close out? Yeah, if, if I would say one thing is um, stop doing the things you hate and start doing the things you love. You know, life is super short. So get plugged in with a charity, whether it's mine or someone else's, get plugged in where there's opportunities to serve people. And at the end of the day, it's always about people. So learn how to treat them with kindness, love, and respect. And really, dreams can come true because it takes a village. And when your soul resonates with another soul with a common mission and vision, you'll you'll begin to soar. So it's not just about having all the things money can buy. It's also about how having the things that money can't, like love and peace and fulfillment and joy in your life. So to all the listeners, I'm grateful for your time. To Cruz, I'm grateful for you having me. And I truly do wish, just kind of like I signed in your book, for your dreams to come true, because it's possible. Man, I appreciate you, Manny. And uh, definitely, uh, like I said, humbled that you're, you know, you came on our show and, and be able to speak to our, you know, our viewers and followers. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, everyone. All right. You take care, buddy. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.